I'm here with Gab Hole. Gab, where are we? What does it look like? And what are the sounds we might be hearing during this podcast? We are in the gym at the Delta Hotel in Ottawa. Um, we were going to do it in the pool, but it's a little too echoey in there. Um, so what are some of the sounds you're going to hear? I'm on a, this is a rowing machine, I think. Yeah, I think so. A PMS rowing machine, Concept 2. <laughs> and then the, I guess this is the sound you're going to hear. <laughs> yeah that's some good roman yeah and i'm on like a ball <laughs> what are these things called what i don't know what the the use of uh of those balls do you do like sit-ups or something on them like i've always just like kind of sat on them or like thrown them <laughs> yeah i'm not sure exactly uh i don't know i don't really do stuff like this <laughs> Um, okay, so Gab, I wanted to talk to d- to you, I guess, first. Have you ever met anyone else named Gab? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know quite a few Gabs. I, okay, so I have this big dream concept. Um, there's this, I want to do like a GBH cover band okay. called Charge GAB. Okay. And I've got the whole lineup set up with uh, three other people named Gab. Okay. Um, so we're going to have like a four-piece, all Gabs. <laughs> okay and where'd you meet all these other gabs um well i, I got a couple of good stories here so uh, in uh quebec city so gab's a pretty like common french Canadian okay yeah name. um so uh i know quite a few people who are named gab in uh quebec city in particular okay and then 
my good story about people with my name is I was at this festival in Pittsburgh and I meet uh, this girl and their twins. Um, so there's the two twins there and the one girl's like, hey, my name's Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sick, that's my name. Yeah. And then I meet her sister and her sister's name is Adrian and my brother's name is oh, Adrian. Oh, wow. Yeah. So basically we're best friends. Now. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's the best way to meet someone. Oh, same like birthday or stuff like that. Same exact name combo. Yeah, that's the, that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream team. Uh, and then you, you said you're, so you go by a whole. Like I saw that online, but you said that's your stage name. When did you start going by that? Or how did you choose that name? Um, How did I start with Gab Hole? So uh, I played in a band called Stuck in a Hole for a while. Okay, yeah. And I thought uh, Gab Hole sort of sounds like asshole. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's really clever. And uh, tap, pat myself on the back on there, and then uh, just sort of stuck with it. Okay. And then, like you know, then no one can like steal my checkbook and like write, you know, checks out in their own, and bad checks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so yeah, you said you were in a band stuck in a hole. You've been in so many bands, right? How, do you have an idea of how many bands you've been in? That's a good question. Um, probably like, it depends if you're counting like one-offs. Uh, I guess probably not counting the, like just like one like appearance, weird, like one show, or like cover bands and that sort oh, of okay. stuff. Um, I've probably played in like eleven or twelve. Okay, wow. And are they all kind of the same genre of like punk or? They um, I'd say they're probably mostly all punk bands. Uh, I've played in a couple of metal bands, um, and uh, I played in like uh, this one like sort of weird. I don't even know what kind. Just some sort of like rock band. Okay. Um, really briefly. And I know one of the bands was called Dick Fister. Yes. Right? Uh, what, are there any other, like, funnier names of that? Like, you had a t-shirt like that, right? And you'd, like, wear that? Like, I guess, like, where were we, like, a crazy place where people are like, what is that? Why do you oh, have I like that shirt? you saw me wearing a Dick Fister shirt. <laughs> yeah. I haven't worn that in a long time. Yeah. Um, I played in a band called Revenge of the Mormons. Okay. Nice. My very first band was called Dishonorable Discharge. And there's a <laughs> Swedish band called Dishonorable Discharge, but they spell it wrong. They spell it the American way. Okay. But, like, I'm a, you got to have the OU. Yeah. Um, uh, what other stupid band names have I been in? <laughs> I was in a band called Titan Wizard Demon. Nice. Okay. Um, Dick Fister. Uh, I was in a band called, uh, Extremity, but spelt really stupid with like okay. an umlaut. And, uh, oh, fuck, what's the word? Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, for sure. Oh, sick. This is cussing friendly. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's called a shui, which is like an E that's upside down. Oh, I have not seen that before. It's a, it's like phonetic only. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's a real thing. Okay. Um I know some bands like there's one band like not punk. Uh, they're called Churches, but they spell it with a V instead of a U. Yeah, that's cult, man. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like when things are like that, like how hard are they to, I guess to find online? Like do people like kind of forget that? Like they want to make it seem cool when you write it, but then it's impossible for someone to find it. Is that have you found that to be a difficulty? Well, I find it really annoying when I'm trying to find a band name and someone like tells it to you and you're like, okay, sick. And then it's like, oh, it's just spelled stupid. Yeah. Um, I work, uh, my, my job is uh, working for this tech incubator that like has all these startups and all of them have like a misspelled, like really generic sort of like mm-hmm. name. Uh, so yeah, I mean, every band name has been taken basically. Okay, yeah. So like if you come up with something like really cool, like there's already like some shitty like garage rock band that was like somehow successful and like some bad metalcore band also doing the same thing. Okay, yeah. And so you've like you've been at like so many punk shows and you've been like touring all over the world, yeah. right? Um, and so what can you name some other like great band names that you've heard that you haven't been part of, like things that stood out to you that you're like, I need a shirt that says that or I need like a patch of that crazy thing just to get people's attention when they walk by you. Oh man. 
That's a great question. I'm sort of blanking on this. I, like, there's, uh, you know, this shit fucker um, <laughs> from Detroit that okay. are really great. Um, I Oh, I played with this band called Merlin Mason. Um, and what why, why they called themselves Merlin Mason is because the guy's dad thought uh, Marilyn Manson was called Merlin Mason. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's weird because, like, with punk band names, like, you, you sort of just get, get desensitized to, like, how absurd the, mm-hmm. like, the name is. Like, like discharge is that's fucking gross, man. Yeah. Like, why would you call your like? I know I'm walking around with a shirt that says discharge, and I like that's kind of disgusting. Um, you know, uh, I mean, and then you got all the porno grind bands, you know, like cock and ball torture. Or, oh, okay. Uh, you know, and do they include that in part of their showmanship? Do they like have that in part of their show to make it? stand out in that way well i mean I, I don't know what you know about porno grind and i'm glad that you got me on your podcast so i can discuss i've never heard you of you on uh yeah on the subgenre i've never heard of that porno grind yeah it's a subset of uh i guess e-grind and okay. uh gore grind where okay. uh it's basically like uh it's usually like a one-man band and the uh the lyrics are all very horrible um and uh they uh they the uh what am i talking about here <laughs> All right, porno. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there's a band that has a song called "Fucked by Elephants." Okay. Um, <laughs> oh God. And they basically like it'll usually be like one guy with like really bad recording equipment, and he'll just like sound like a he's like gargling water, or, like fucking <laughs> like flushing a toilet. Okay. And uh, it's uh, it's a really bad genre of music. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Okay. I mean, I, I bought a CD. For my friend once by a band called Sperm Swamp. Nice. And uh, the album t- cover was just like a girl who just got jizzed on by like this big alien. And <laughs> I like bring it up to the like clerk at the store. Like I bought a CD of a band called Sperm Swamp. Yeah. And the girl's just like, we sell this? And then proceeded to show it to every single girl who worked at the store. That's awesome. Um, so I, So they knew that I would be the type of person who would buy a sperm swamp cd yeah and that song that that band actually just sounded like toilets flushing okay i also got this really good tape by a band called ganglia and it was a guy on a casio keyboard just doing uh like a drum machine sort of thing like a really really shitty drum machine okay vocals that are just like and then nothing else so no guitars no bass just like a really bad drum machine and a guy like kind of (laughs) going It's a really good tape. Yeah. I bought three others. It It was that good. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, why would you get that? Like, just to kind of show someone, like, look at this crazy thing? It's the novelty. Yeah. Like, it's the same reason that you buy, like, like, I have a record of dogs barking, like, happy birthday and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, you see that in a store and you're like, well, I need this. This is an important purchase. Yeah. Just to have in your collection when you're showing others. Exactly. So, can you explain to me maybe what you think it means to be a punk like is it a hairstyle does it mean you have tattoos or like the way you dress with like studded uh maybe boots or jacket or is it the lifestyle you have or the music you listen to like what is the exact thing you need to be to be a punk well i mean obviously it's a 200 stud minimum (laughs) but uh no it's like an aesthetic it's a personal like kind of like conviction and it's a style of music but it's also just like a kind of like philosophy on life and music and simplicity 
well, I uh, didn't see this coming, but this makes sense. <laughs> I, I don't know how you didn't see someone using I, the exercise equipment. I just, uh, I just hoped that we would get away with <laughs> with that not happening. But, but I mean, isn't the whole point that we have? Yeah, just kind of things noises, like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great stuff going on. Um, and so actually, actually, I'm looking at a couple of your tattoos. Can you tell me about, I guess, some of the backstory of why? Did you pick them out yourself? Did you have the idea or did you just go to a, uh, a place and someone was like, I think this will be good for you? Or you saw a bunch of them and you picked them? Um, well, this one is the uh, cover of the movie Heavy Metal. Oh, okay. Which is a movie that was made in early 80s. Uh, okay. It's a, actually, it's a Canadian-French production. But it's an animated movie. Um, okay, yeah. And then... Uh, this is an Amoebics logo. And then on the back, this is my newest one. This is my friend that I met in Brazil. Um, and then I was in New York City. And I just like message posted on Facebook, like, hey, I'm in New York. And he told me, he's like, I live here now. Come to my tattoo shop. And he gave me this. So I let him tattoo his band on the, the guy's T-shirt. It's like I threw okay. on a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. What other stuff do I have? I got... I got a burning cop car on my gut. Oh, yeah. You do. Uh, I have a no means no one. And then I have a bunch of like really bad, you know, the tattoos you wake up with. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like your friends gave them to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not tattoo artists. Um, and then one thing I think that's probably, I would say, maybe the biggest thing that stands about, out about you is like your hairstyles. Like when I first met you, you, you had your hair being half blonde and half black. And then you've had half blonde and half blue. And now you have some green and red how did that become a big part of your life? Do you consider that, or like it, to me, it just sounds like that? That just seems like a big. I mean, part I think I've, I've just kind of always dyed my hair, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's important to have good hair. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I've been doing this since I was like sixteen. When I was like, uh, like I think my second time ever dyeing my hair, uh, I was like rebleaching it. And there's when you use like the bad box dyes, there's basically like. Um, there's a tube, it's like a toothpaste thing, but you have to poke out this little hole, and I didn't know that. Okay. So I squeezed on it, and this bleach just like blew out through the back into my eye, <laughs> and I had to go to the hospital in like an ambulance to get uh, my like eyes cleaned out. Wow. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, stupidity that comes with having a dumb haircut. Yeah, okay. And so one thing that uh, maybe you might have experienced seeing this, like whenever you see a punk with like a, a big mohawk, it looks cool because it's supposed to look like that. But when they're like waking up, what does the mohawk really like look like? Does it just look like the craziest kind of weirdest thing when it's like down? Well, like, okay, so first of all, people with mohawks are like very elitist about their mohawks. They really like them. Okay. Like, uh, you know, like if, if you have a shitty mohawk, like people are going to make fun of you. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, no, the the big thing because I had a mohawk briefly, and I remember like mine was probably like a foot tall, and I was like going to play a show, so I spent like you know using an entire can of hairspray on your hair, and then I okay. get into the car, and I couldn't stand, I couldn't sit in it because I had to have like my high, <laughs> yeah. my head sideways. So I'm driving like with my head sideways, <laughs> kind of like an idiot. Driving down, I was like, why do I have this stupid hairstyle? <laughs> and I, I never really put it up when I was younger because it was just like such a pain in the ass to do. Um, but uh, no, the best is when you go to like a big uh, music festival and the first day everyone's got their hair all good and yeah. it's like super spiked. And then like by day two, it's like on its side, just like fucked up and like covered in beer and like just like just looks like it was made with like glue and stuff. Yeah. And, 
yeah, that must be, yeah, after like a weekend long festival of gross stuff and you're camping basically, like at like a rock fest type thing. Yeah, yeah. Those guys <laughs> always look like fucking <laughs> haggard the next day. So, yeah, so I, I try to keep my hair a little short and, uh, you know, it's manageable. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you had, um, you've toured um, around like what parts of the world? Like South America and like Japan and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I've been to Japan, uh, Australia, New Zealand. Okay. Uh, I've been to Southeast Asia, like Indonesia, um, Malaysia, Singapore, went to Brazil. Um, wow. Yeah. Did, I did a show in Mexico, all over the U S all over Europe. Wow. Um, and when you're doing a show, like a punk show like that, are they mostly English speakers from the area coming out or are they just punks from the area that don't, even if they don't maybe understand the words, they're just into the sound and the scene. Well, I mean, they have their own scene and like, you know, a lot of bands sing in their languages or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like, it's a really okay, international yeah. sort of like community. Um, in certain countries where people tend to like English is an international language. So mm-hmm. most, most countries when you travel, you'll find people who speak some English. Yeah. Um, for example, Japan, people don't tend to really speak much English. Okay. They, yeah. uh, it's maybe more rudimentary, but in a country like Indonesia, most people learn English as a second language. Okay. Because it's sort of just, it's useful and more international. Yeah. Okay. And can you give maybe any advice if someone was going to be going touring of what to do or what not to do in certain, in some of your experiences of, of maybe like how to find the best place to, to crash at, or like, do you just like, well, you just want to organize as much as you can beforehand. Right. Uh, the worst is when you're on stage and you know, you don't really know where you're staying and you're just like, Hey, can someone like put us up <laughs> for the night? Um, cause those are usually the nights where you end up having to stay at some like crackheads house or like, okay. some, like really, you just end up sleeping on the side of the road or yeah. somewhere where you don't, or somewhere where like people weren't expecting to bring people over to their house. Yeah. Whereas like usually like a promoter will be like, "Okay, I know a band's coming over. We should clean." Yeah. I mean, not always. Yeah. I, I like. It's kind of interesting because you get to stay at a lot of people's houses. So you kind of mm-hmm. just get. To, I, I've always liked just like going to people's houses and just kind of seeing what kind of you know crap they have. Yeah. And like sometimes you go to someone's house and like, like I've I've been to a couple places in the U.S. that don't have bathrooms. Oh really? Like. I played. Uh, I stayed at this one place. They didn't have. Like, they had like an industrial kitchen, uh, but they didn't have a shower. Whoa. Okay. And what did they? How did they explain that? They're like, yeah, we have to shower like at a friend's house. <laughs> it was like, but they like they had like the big dishwasher and like the big like pressure washer. Like, I mean, I guess you could probably use that too. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, or you just stay in like weird squats and like. But that must be pretty cool now that you've done these tours. Like now, would you say you have like you've made all these friends like around the world? So if you yeah, like I mean, I'm basically able to go to most places and sort of maybe not directly know someone, but sort of like you know of someone that you can sort of call up Mm -hmm. and like ask like what to do. I went on a big trip just on my own in the U.S. uh, in the fall, and it was uh, it was fun because I could just like call people up in like a bunch of cities and just kind of like pop in and say hi to people. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, one thing that I thought was super cool was I saw that you were in a band with someone I knew from elementary school, Tyler McGugan. And I was like, whoa, it's so cool to see this just just the, how, like, how small the world is in like, these scenes. Like, how, how would you say the punk scene is compared to maybe... Uh, are you familiar with other music scenes? In well, Ottawa? I mean, that, that was a metal band that we played in. Uh, I think I only did a show with them, but we oh, jammed okay. together for like ever it seemed like like a year that was scepter okay i yeah. think they're still sort of a bit oh and josh collins yeah, yeah but they team. they all like the the members changed like okay. so much since i was in it it's probably it's probably the same songs but um i just played bass in that band i didn't okay. really anything 
But uh, yeah, like it's it's weird when you're playing like the metal scene is very different than the punk scene. Mm-hmm. Metal has a lot more like uh, people have money. Oh really? People like like and metal's like a much more popular genre of music on the okay. whole. Like uh, there aren't like the even even like the really big punk bands like don't you know sell out stadiums and stuff whereas like metal bands do oh. right so oh okay yeah, that makes sense I guess punk is just going more to it's just always bars. kind of been underground yeah like I mean unless there was like a Sex Pistols reunion or something like that but even like yeah. you know the addicts who are uh, to me are a big band like play a room that's like you know five hundred a thousand people mm-hmm. whereas you know isn't they're not like Black Sabbath or something yeah okay. And so one thing I, I wanted to get to uh, was your band Zex that you were in. Um, yes. Great. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to talk, because I was actually at the beach with you on the day where the Beyonce oh, thing yeah, had gone down. There. Yeah. And so it was interesting to see you all deal with like your phones kind of blowing up, where the first four songs of Beyonce's vinyl uh, Lemonade had Zex songs. And... Yeah, it was the B side of the the record. So oh, sorry. Basically, what happened is our album was, I guess, made uh, was physically manufactured in a record pressing plant. And I recently heard that uh, like one of the major ones actually burnt down. Okay. Um, and uh, it's causing like a huge problem. So there's only a handful of places in the world that d- actually press vinyl. Really. And okay. how it works is there's basically uh, there's a stamp on two sides. So they put like a r- little puck in it. And it'll put physically like the record on both sides. But what can happen is uh, what happened for us, and it happens to a couple bands, is that our side just got thrown onto the Beyonce one. It's just human error. Like yeah. they grabbed the wrong kind of like stamp, wow. and uh, they didn't do I guess proper quality control. And wow. it someone in I think it was like Australia or something like that, like shazammed the the album. They're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and then. It kind of came out that there was like a whole bunch of different uh, releases. So the, they recalled them. I tried getting my hands on one, but uh, they this like reseller was trying to charge me like two grand or something like that. Yeah. And what's weird about those misprints is that because like a major label basically told them like get pull these out. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to actually trade them on Discogs or like traditional sort of. Okay. Uh, things like you could probably buy one on eBay or something like that. Yeah. But as far as I know, there's not really that many in the world. Wow. How? But how it was many? all over the news, which yeah. was like sort of weird and surreal and sort of well, I mean, it ended horribly. Yeah. The band basically like broke up after that. I mean, I think they're still doing stuff, but I'm not involved. Yeah. But um, the uh, yeah, it was it was pretty weird. Just sort of like that is super surreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> being in the same headlines as Beyonce and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like working at a hoverboard store and I'm just like looking at like the Facebook th- feed and it's got like, it has the trending thing and like I'm on it. Yeah, that's super nuts. And like this horrible picture of me is, oh man, it was so <laughs> badly photoshopped. The photographer was terrible. <laughs> <sighs> Have you been in other news articles? I mean, I've been in the odd news article for you know for shows you're playing a show yeah, or okay. like i put on a music festival when i was like younger and they made a, like they wrote a little article about me oh yeah and uh i mean I, i've been in like okay. the odd thing but never like anything on, on that level i got my 15 minutes of fame and yeah. i hated it and i don't yeah. ever i don't recommend it okay well, what did you do at a hoverboard shop was that how big is that place well okay so i i was a seller of hoverboards yeah. for about a year and a half okay with this uh crazy guy named pierre <laughs> and uh so this was when i was living in ottawa and they opened up in like 
October and kind of got stock around then. Mm-hmm. And the thing with hoverboards is you can't ride them not in the summer. So yeah. opening up a hoverboard store in Ottawa was a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. And somehow he just like, he, I mean, he kept paying me, so I kept showing up to work. Yeah. And uh, I was initially supposed to do what the website or something like that, but then I just kind of like managed a hoverboard store in Vanier. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're, you're someone that has had a bunch of odd jobs. Can you go through a couple of those that stand out? Well, so I'm, I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. And I, I'm mostly like a film editor. Mm-hmm. So just a lot of weird sort of jobs in that sense. But I've done like, uh, I, I rust proofed cars briefly. Okay. Um, that was one of the worst jobs I think I've ever had. Yeah. Um, I, I, I put up posters mm-hmm. uh, for some company in Ottawa and had to like wander around with like a little cart putting up like weird posters. I, uh, I filmed dance competitions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was just like, it was really easy, but just long days of yeah. watching kids dancing to the same songs over and over again. Yeah. Anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. I know one thing I saw that you were that was really interesting that you did was you edited a video of a Margaret Atwood poem. Oh, yeah. Um, so through my work, I, uh, I, I made this sort of video with like this Margaret Atwood poem, and uh, it was featured at Nuit Blanche in Toronto as part yeah. of like our sort of um, our exhibit that my, my work did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I basically just like put, put together uh, using like found footage a, a lot okay. of stuff. But it was cool because I, I, I got to meet Margaret Atwood. Yeah. And I, I've actually interviewed her before as oh, well. Oh, really? So uh, I don't think she likes me. Oh, no. <laughs> she li- I kind of like told her, I was like, hey, I made that video. She's like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> I was like, okay, sick. Okay. I, I, but I mean... I guess I'm uh, I'm being interviewed. No, she likes me a lot. She was really proud of it. She's like, I think we're gonna do some collaborations. Oh yeah, in the nice. Future. That sounds I great. She, I think yeah, we're tight. Before finding out you did it, did she have a good reception? Oh yeah, she, she's, <laughs> she's happy. She's like already. she didn't she didn't have to do anything. Yeah, she just saw this already happen. <laughs> she just said, yeah, yeah. I guess you can just do this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not really familiar with her kind of stuff. Do you, I think she's the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, she did the Handmaid's her? Tale. She she wrote a lot of stuff. She's a good writer. Okay. From Toronto. Yeah. Okay. You know, she's. Uh, the pride and joy of Canada. Yeah, um, I'd seen actually. I haven't watched a lot, but I'd kind of watched a couple of clips of some of the things you had edited. Like uh, you did a lot of documentaries. Like one thing was called Pulp Friction, and you oh, did yeah. like a bunch of things like that. What was like the something that stood out from you from those? Like you've you really googled me, eh? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I try to do in this. I try to find a lot about people. Um, did you? Um, was the thing like have you learned a lot by doing these? Yeah. So my my parents are filmmakers. Um, oh really? So that's a film that they directed, and oh, okay. I helped with the editing on on that. And that's about the the pulp and paper mills, and it's comparing uh, small like uh, milling in uh, towns in northern Ontario with uh, Uruguay, where now they're starting to have a lot of like kind of pulp and paper things. And okay. in northern Ontario and in Finland, it's uh, it's kind of like dying out. Okay. Uh, so it's sort of about like how what happens when like basically a mill closes in a in a town. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so I, I a lot of the documentary stuff I've I've worked on has been either th- like through my parents' company, okay. um, Sheba Films, or uh, somewhat sort of associated through through them. Hmm. So that's how you got really into it. Is your parents were filmmakers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've, uh, I've always sort of just like since I was like a kid have been like helping, you know. You help your parents out when they're making a movie and yeah, do, that's do cool. things like that. Just being on set or yeah, just and it, being you know, it. It, it, it turned into a career. So Yeah, that's awesome. And so that's you're from Thunder Bay, yeah. right? 
Um, can you maybe talk about some of the things that like Thunder Bay is known for, or what like things you things Thunder Bay is yeah. known for? Uh, murder capital of Canada. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got I think one of the highest violent crime rates as well. Okay. So that's good. Um, yeah. We have uh, a big Finnish population, so the, you yeah. can get like uh, Finnish pancakes is the is the big food, and Persians. Okay. Persian is like a deep fried cinnamon bun, kind of like a donut, but with okay. pink icing on it. Okay. Pretty good. And, and uh, I don't know. It's a horrible place. I don't recommend anyone go there unless you're like driving across Canada, which again shouldn't probably do. Okay. And did you have a lot of like maybe bad experiences with violence, or did you know a lot of people that? had issues i mean not really but okay. like you know they uh it's it's, just, it's a rough town <laughs> like yeah. i don't know okay people people do shit you know it's poverty and all yeah. that kind of stuff so okay yeah i just i don't really know anyone else from there that's uh interesting yeah i think yeah homicide capital murder capital of the world or of canada, canada sorry yeah, yeah not the world. world the world yeah yeah that'd they, be an extreme yeah that's 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 somewhere in afghanistan probably. <laughs> yeah um one thing that I, I've told many people about is one of your birthday parties, your carnival-themed birthday <laughs> party. That was the craziest party I have ever gone to and probably will ever go to. Can you talk about like the prep you had for that, of like <laughs> how you came up with that idea, or just like the things that you implemented into it? Oh, that was a good party. Yeah. Um, so I decided I wanted to have a birthday party, and I just moved into a house, and they had like the the guy that I was living with like had parties occasionally so i figured yeah. like oh i can have a party here yeah so i was like well i'm gonna ma have the best fucking party i can have yeah so i decided i'm gonna have a carnival and i had like these really big kind of plans and then it rained that day so i was gonna do all this stuff in the backyard oh like, throwing darts at the, at the at balloons yeah and i had like prizes and stuff set up yeah and i had like a twister board and all yeah. this kind of stuff i bought like um like a mini putt course so that when you were on the toilet you could play mini putt yeah um, so anyway, it got kind of rained out, so everything just kind of went inside, mm -hmm. which got, like, way out of hand. Yeah. Uh, so we were just, like, people were just throwing knives at the wall to hit the balloons. Yeah. And then all the prizes I got, which were, like, VHS tapes and, like, stuffed animals, all just got, like, fucked around. Yeah. And then my friend brought a pinata, and I guess he found a whole bunch of like sex toys and stuff yeah. on the side of the road. Oh, on the side of the road. Yeah. So it was like, he was like, sick, starter kit. And he <laughs> put them in a pinata. So then we like drank the pinata and then all this lube fell on the ground. And yeah. then um, like before it even touched the ground, like someone was grabbing the bottle and dumping it on the floor. Yeah. So then it turned into this big lubed like party. <laughs> yeah. And then we had like a, like we were playing like lube twister, yeah. which turned into like sliding into the fridge. Yeah. And um, I, I also had that, um, I forget what the song is actually called, but that song. And uh, that was just on a loop the entire time. Yeah. And I hid the iPod that was playing it <laughs> so that no one could change it. And then every now and then someone would kind of find it. Yeah. So I would like be like, no, you turn off your shitty music. You put the carnival song back on. <laughs> yeah. And people kind of like were, were going a little nuts with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. I remember cleaning with a, the, the whole aftermath of the party with a shovel. Really? It was just, it just everything was garbage. And it was just like, all right, let's just shovel this out. <laughs> How long did it take to clean up that lubed up kitchen? Oh, I'm sure there's still lube on that floor right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a ordeal. Yeah. My, my friend Sammy came by and he, uh, he, he helped clean the next day. And I had a couple of people help out. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, because you originally had uh, darts that were going to be thrown at the balloons, but they wouldn't. Oh yeah, pop. but the, yeah, no, because the the darts were from the dollar store, so they okay. were like really shitty, and they yeah. just wouldn't like stick to anything. Yeah. So then people just started throwing knives. Yeah, uh, right by where people would walk into the kitchen. So we have to like warn people, hey, don't come in. Someone's about to throw a knife at this balloon. Yeah, and eventually they were actually. <laughs> bouncing off the balloons and not popping them and they were getting closer and closer to me so i'm like i'm gonna go into the other room and still watch and so uh ben start stood exactly where i was standing and so i'm like well i have to see how close it gets to him now and it went right in between his feet and instead of moving he moved his tall boy up in front of his face and i'm like oh okay that's that's a way to solve don't <laughs> that's that's a bad move. Yeah. I, don't, I don't recommend that at all. Yeah. I remember my my brother's girlfriend like slipped on the lube and like <laughs> fucking just smoked her head really bad. I kind of sucked, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember having quite a lot of fun there. Yeah, people we yeah, were sliding across the twister board. Yeah, like, I remember someone pie. put like a bullseye in the toilet. Yeah. Um. So you had to like pee into. It was so gross. You, you had to like pee into this like uh, like little circle. And then uh, the, uh, a girl said that she did it. Oh, what? Really? So, like, okay. I'm, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. And you had a, a wheel that people would oh, spin. Oh, sp that was the best part. Yeah. yeah the spinning I actually got a better one. Um, well, I, maybe, actually, no, that one was better, but it's like a crocodile. Not crocodile. I forget what the game's called. Oh, um, okay. It's some sort of like oh, okay. game. But then we had everyone's like, yeah, so you, it was like a drinking game. You yeah. You sort of do things. And you had to lick the floor. That was the worst one, I think. I have a video of someone licking the floor, but before they did it, they uh, poured beer on the floor to make it nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was still covered in garbage and everyone lube and just disgusting uh, floor stuff. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely one of the best parties I've ever thrown. Yeah, I would say that's going down in history up there. That'll be hard the to The next top. year, I, I didn't really have like a big party, but I had a couple of people over, and I played like the Benny Hill theme, oh, oh and I just kind of like blasted it, and then we all left to go to the bar, Yeah, and uh, I got this really weird text message from my upstairs neighbors saying something along the lines of, did you just leave the house playing the Benny Hill theme? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, have you had a big issue with, like, neighbors a lot, <laughs> like, when you're, like, partying? Yeah, like, I mean, I haven't really been throwing too many parties, like, since. I yeah. had, like, one in Toronto, maybe we had two or something like that. My upstairs neighbors complained, so it's, like, yeah, it's just annoying to... What happened? I remember seeing your roof caved in at one of your apartments. Oh, yeah, my, uh, my, my, uh... My ceiling fell. Yeah, or, yeah I was ceiling. just in the backyard hanging out, I go into my room, it's like, oh, the ceiling fell. Landlord fixed it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, fucked. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. It's not supposed to happen. And how is Toronto for you now? How are you liking it? Oh, it's good. I uh, I got a good job. I'm happy. I'm not really playing music right now, but uh, okay. it's in the works. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I'm just like enjoying it. Mm -hmm. How is the scene there differently? It's bigger. Yeah. There's a lot sense. more bands. It's, it's sort of weird that like um, in a sense... Like there's less kind of like a punk scene. There's a, it's a, it's just like a lot smaller mm -hmm. um, than you would kind of expect for a city oh, of like okay. a couple million. But uh, yeah, there's like always like there's always a lot of big shows. It's sort of like on a Saturday night, there's like ten things that I could go potentially do and okay, have yeah. fun with. So it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. That's sweet. I I have an idea for a game that I'd like to play with you. I don't know if this is yeah. hacky, but uh, are you familiar with Mad Gab? Oh God. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. I only have a couple. Okay. Because I'm like, I don't know how angry I'll get, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here is the first one. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. 
two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Two so, thumbs up. So this is a game where it shows like three different words that are like just kind of. It's like a homon- homonym. Homonym. That's the word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hom- yeah. I'm not sure exactly. So it just sounds like yeah, what the yeah, words yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, here I got. Oh yeah, a couple more. A piece of cheese. A piece of cheese. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Abe who beat rap. Abe who beat rap. This one's just hard. Abe who beat rap. Abe. Abe who beat rap. <laughs> yeah, this one's a booby trap. A booby trap. Yeah. Abe. Oh, a booby trap. I see it. Yeah. A booby trap. And then I have, I have one more. Um. <laughs> he just sort of delivered some water. Hype bleed dinner scent. Hype be hype bleed dinner scent. Yeah, you're you're hype. S- <laughs> yeah, I know. Hype bleed dinner scent. This was I plead innocent. <laughs> That's what that one's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this game sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's that game. Um, and so. The way that I end is I have a series of different endings, and so I'll let you pick based on. There's no description of them. You just tell me which one uh, sounds good to you, and then that'll be what we go with. Uh, let's try the dumb note. Okay, so this one is. Do you have notes app on your phone? Do you ever write down notes? Yeah. Okay. Can we like gonna go back and forth? And we'll each kind of read a couple of notes that we have, just to if there's anything interesting. That's usually how I come up with like just different weird ideas. I'm not sure. I, this is kind of a new phone. I don't know if I have too many in here, but let's see. Uh, I've got figuring out story, make a 30 second trailer about streaming, solve for X. Okay. <laughs> I have one called Tiamat Drag- Dragon Person, which are people who like cut off their ears and like get tattoos of like dragon like scales all over their body and their, and their face. And they identify like as a dragon. I just learned about this yesterday and I wanted to kind of look more into like they, they, they cut their tongue so that they can. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like, I've met that. Um. Uh, I met that like lizard guy that was on Ripley's Believe It or Not. He oh, was at okay. the Dom, really, for like some tattoo convention. <laughs> okay, and yeah. What was he like? I just kind of said hi. <laughs> fucking, yeah. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's a lizard man. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... I want to meet the tiger guy. He's got like like all the plastic surgery, so he looks more like a tiger, and he's got like the face tattoos. He's got a tiger. He's okay. got like, whiskers. Okay, I'm not familiar yeah, with that. I don't know. It's like those that was weird body mod people. Yeah, like, it's a big commitment. It definitely, that's, hopefully you don't get tired of it after a couple yeah, months. Yeah, there's kind of no going back once you start getting whiskers. Yeah. Um, do you have another one? All right, we can, maybe oh, we can I got go, one more, go, but go. it's just like an email address. Oh, okay. Uh, I have, so yeah, like I had said, I'm doing a sober February, and so I had a dream where I was at a party, and then I still didn't drink at the dream, and I, I woke up, I'm like, crap, I should have drank. That would have been the time to drink was in my dream. Have you ever gotten drunk in a dream? Uh, I've gotten high in a dream. I remember I've like gotten high in a dream too. I remember like recently, like a couple weeks ago, I had taken. It was like some kind of. I'm not sure. It was like a LSD type thing, which I've never done. But I get the effects of where I just I was like falling down. I, I think I was supposed to be also at work, and I was like having a hard time hiding it. <laughs> what was your like? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't really remember my dreams too much afterwards. But like I remember like feeling like distinctively different in mm-hmm. the, the dream which was kind of cool yeah but like i think it's more just like the you you have like the a dream where you 
it, it's like, oh, I am drinking, I am smoking pot. Yeah, that. not the actual effects. No, just not so much. Well, I mean, you're dreaming. So yeah, yeah. Who knows what that's like? Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you said you did a sober January, and you also did like a sober month. Yeah, I took, a, I took a month off drinking because I was uh, maybe drinking a little too much before. Yeah, and uh, I worked out pretty good. The the trick is really like finding a way to like occupy yourself. Yeah. Do you? Do you change your routine, or do you still hang out with the same people and then just don't drink? Um, I pro- I definitely like went out a lot less. Yeah, okay. Um, I have a girlfriend now, so you can like, you know, hang out with mm-hmm. someone. Yeah, and she did it with me, so it was like yeah, a lot easier. Definitely being together with that that same yeah. task together. And then here I have a one more. I was doing a, a joke for a while about how people were multitasking because I would see a lot of guys at urinals who were also on their phone, and uh, I just always tried to, like shaming them in front of the crowd but then i would ask the audience oh you could say whatever you want oh, okay um i would ask the audience i'm like how many people here uh use their phone at the urinal and so many people would go Woo! and i'm like oh crap this is like half the audience and then like all like the women are like oh what the hell so i haven't done that joke in a little while and uh the other day i saw a guy at the urinal he turned around and he had a toothbrush in his mouth and then he just started to brushing his teeth right after taking his piss. This was like at Algonquin. And I'm like, what? This is the next level. This guy just can't help but brushing his teeth while peeing in a public area. Uh, do you area. do that at home? Uh, I think that's a little bit more likely. I, I, I don't, but I could see that a little bit. I feel like I've done it when I'm like in a really big hurry. But like, yeah, yeah. not in public. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just thought that was super weird. I did not expect that to be. See, my, my urinal joke I always go for is, uh, oh, I guess this is where all the dicks hang out. Yeah, yeah. actually, I remember getting a laugh at a urinal, too, where there was, like, one guy on either side, and I was in the middle, and I'm like, ah, the middle, my favorite urinal. <laughs> and then I was, like, got a laugh, and they're like, ah, perfect, getting laughs in the bathroom. Well, I mean, I feel like my way of combating homophobia is, like, when you go into a public bathroom, there's, like, five urinals. I go right next to the guy. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, I'm trying to be progressive. Yeah, and trying to weird them out, maybe? No, just no. trying to make sure that they, they're comfortable around men. Okay, that's Peeing good. And touching themselves. Yeah, that's good of you. <laughs> anyway, a child just came in. Um, all right, well, Gab, thank you so much. Thank for you. On the podcast. This is great. This is, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Super fun. Uh, um, uh, salute. <laughs> uh, adios. <laughs>